0: You are now listening to Movers and Shakers, Market Insights from Industry Titans. Thank you for tuning in. Join us as we unlock the secrets of the real estate world. I'm your host, Martin De La Garza, and together we'll dive deep into the minds of Industry Titans who are shaping the landscape of the market. From innovative strategies to personal success stories, get ready to gain valuable insights from the movers and shakers of the business industry. So, whether you're a seasoned investor or a first time home buyer, this podcast is your key to understanding today's dynamic market. Welcome to the Movers and Shakers Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the next installment of the Movers and Shakers Podcast. Today, I have the honor to talk with Gage Loudermilk from Maxwell Real Estate. Um,. <laughs>
1: So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, as Martin mentioned, uh, my name is Gage i I'm with Maxwell Real Estate, and I have been selling real estate since I was a baby. So, I started, you know, 18 years old, straight out of high school, selling real estate. Um, and I've had the privilege to get to work along with Sandy Maxwell and really get my bearings with her, mm-hmm. so... It's been awesome. It's been fun. That's really great. That's really awesome. Uh, so, Sandy has, has been your mentor. Yes. Since day one. Well, not not necessarily. Okay. So, I worked in multiple markets. Okay. So, I first got my real estate license in Norman, and I sold real estate in Norman, Oklahoma for mm-hmm. a long time. And, um, and I just didn't like the hustle and bustle up there, you know? Yeah. The agents, I always compare it to watching The Housewives. You know, oh my God, <laughs> they're they're just yeah. they're a different breed up there. Yeah, And yeah. so I just knew I had to come home and and just sell here. And ever since then, you know, I've had the privilege to work at another office mm-hmm. that was so good to me. So um, you you
0: got to experience different cultures, different yes. ways that other people, other brokerages work. Yes, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's given me such a leg up in my career uh-huh. cuz I've seen how multiple markets and how multiple brokers do it gotcha that's so you know where uh-huh. somebody did it a certain way there you know and I go to the next office you know I saw how they did it yeah and so it really made me understand the brokerage relationship between an agent and a broker and why it's so important
0: yeah, and it gives you that insight as well, yeah,
1: and i know uh,
0: um I know that whenever you started working with uh with sandy at Maxwell real estate, mm-hmm. um you did a lot of the rebranding yes. that took place yeah a lot of the um essentially you you bulldozed it down and then rebuilt the whole uh the whole company what what uh, what's maxwell real estate now? is what you is influenced by Gage Loudermilk oh, essentially so uh, that's what I've seen that's what everyone's has seen if, to do it at such a young age too and you're younger than me which is weird to say because <laughs> I'm usually the one that's like <laughs> I'm the youngest one in the room um, so especially in this business having the drive to do what we do and continue to do is has speaks a lot speaks well, a lot so I mean I mean I look to I look up to you in that aspect because you are younger than me. I admire that. Well,
1: thank so. you. You know I I'm so blessed that she that Sandy actually allowed me to come in and completely rebrand. Mm-hmm. You know when I came in, you know she really she was on the verge of retiring. Yeah. And uh, I told her I said well I said I want to work hard and I want to make money. <laughs> and I said you know if you'll let me step in and kind of do this road with you, I feel like we can really get something together. Yeah. And, you know, what a lot of people don't really realize uh, behind the scenes, it's really a lot of me and Sandy working together on stuff, you know. Uh My clients, they really kind of get the best of both worlds because, you know, they get Sandy's, you know, you know older experience knowledge, yeah and to where now they've got my newer ideas with the social media, right, and yep. you know with video and you know what the new generation of home buyers are coming up to, mm-hmm. and so it's like everybody says those first time home buyers they stick with you, yep, so you yep. sell' them one house, you'll sell them the rest, exactly. Yeah, they're gonna grow. Their families are
0: gonna get growing, and then you know they're gonna they're gonna want to make another move. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's really amazing. So you you did a lot of the social media, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. So all, is that all you? Yes. You coordinate everything. Mm-hmm. You create the flyers. You do everything. Mm-hmm. So nobody else is helping you in that aspect. No. That's, that's
1: no, crazy. it's a it's a two man team. Yep. It's me and Sandy. And uh, you know we have other associates that are great. Yeah. But you know they focus more on their business, which they should. Right. Right. Um, But you know I wanted to come in and I wanted to change it and Mm -hmm. you know give Maxwell its name that it once was. Yeah. And uh, I think think we've accomplished it. You've done an amazing job. Thank you. Of spearheading all of that. It's it's been a road, especially (laughs) being so young. Yeah. And, you know, yep. I feel yep. like I'm just now finally starting to get that respect, mm-hmm. you know, from the other realtors in town yep. and, you yep. know, clients that I've had. And they, they've they told me, Gage, I didn't know, but you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, well, thank you. I like, really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know how it's, it is. It's constant. It's constant. Yeah. And it's constant education. It's constantly going through stuff that you don't want to go through. Oh yeah, but and, that's growth, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, growth. it's growth
0: in this industry. That growth is everything day to day. Yeah, constantly learning, constantly just trudging through all the bullshit.
1: You know, yeah. like it is. Mm-hmm. Well, it really is, and just dealing with so many different personalities. I think that that's what makes our business so tough at times. Yeah, because you know where. I'm a more blunt, you know, straight to the point. Right. You know, right. Sandy's the sweeter one. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've been able to delegate who's going to work better with who. Right. I typically take the clients that are very, very blunt and that are straight to the point. And then the clients that need that more support, I just, I say, Sandy, take them. Because, yeah. you know, I know that I'm not that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that they need somebody that needs to be, you know, more of a mother figure. Yeah. So, I feel like really, really weeding out the rift draft and figuring out who you work best with is the most important thing.
0: Absolutely. You don't want to work with somebody who's not compatible with you. Yeah. And for you to find somebody within your organization, like, hey, you're going to work, you're going you're gonna to like this person, you're going to work well with this person. Yeah. They're going to
1: suit you. They're going to help you get through this transaction. Yeah. Help you get through all the problems. See, I've even went to listing appointments and I'm like, yeah, you're not for me. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, okay. I have somebody in my office who is great. I think you would work well with them. And boom. You know At the end of everybody's the day, it's about happy. the client, right? It's and about I guess, the yeah. client. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's yeah, you you've really gotta figure out what personalities you work best with. Right. Okay. Because I know you know, a lot of other people would argue with me and tell me, you know, Gage, you need to be able to work with multiple personalities. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you right now, that ain't me. (laughs) That (laughs) is not gay slaughter That is not me at all. No. I want the straight shooter, and I want the one that, you know, is going to listen to my expert advice. Yeah. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, hey, if you're not going to listen to my expert advice, why am I being paid? Right. Like, you know, I want you to get the best product. And if you're not going to listen to me... Yeah. Then Then what's? I don't know what to do. I I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, uh, yeah. But I was always this way, though. Yeah. I want to make that so well known because, you know, I feel like you know, you know, you've known me for a while. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Quite Quite a a, bit. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. bit. (laughs) bit. We we dump been knowing each other. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I feel like you know, I one trailer over, one trailer (laughs) over. That's right. Straight from the trailer park. Straight from the trailer (laughs) park. Um, I feel like, you know, you've really seen me go from that more sweet version uh-huh. of Gage. Yeah. Into the more like blunt and just I mean you it is have, what it is. It
0: was a complete three sixty. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So
0: absolutely. Um so with with all that change, with your perspective on real estate and your perspective on how to uh deal with people, um how do you how do you work with first-time homebuyers? Because it's 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 a it's an interesting topic because there's a lot of emotion going in. There's a lot of uh, moving fast, wanting to move fast, wanting to get the product that they want, not necessarily what they can afford. You know, navigating those waters, especially with first-time homebuyers. You know, um, they let's say our age. You know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would listen to us a little bit more, but I feel like it would get in the gray area of like, oh, uh, just because we're we're the same age, like you're going to help me out, right? Like, you know, like we're going to we're still professionals in our respective careers, so we're going
1: to tell you what it is. So, how do you handle first-time homebuyers? I think sitting down with them and just managing their expectations from the get-go. Yeah is the exact way you need to go. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've been at houses where, you know, it's at the top of their price range, and I'm like, listen, buddy, you're going to be eating beans and cornbread. (laughs) Like, (laughs) let's let's be real honest. Are you sure that you want to do this? Yeah. Because I said, when you call me in the next year, you're either going to be really upset with me, or you're going to love me and say you was right. Right. And so that's been my biggest... Takeaway, you know, with dealing with people is, you know, no matter it's a first time home buyer or a seller, managing their expectations and saying, hey, you know, I, I hear you. It's not that I don't, but you're wrong. <laughs> like,. <laughs> I like think point blank, you want the best product, you want the best deal, then you gotta listen to me, baby. You right? Know? Yeah. Well, it goes back to what I what I said earlier. You know, it's one of those things. Why am Why are you pay, You know, why am I getting paid mm-hmm. if you know you're not gonna listen to my expert advice? Right. And I think you know, with us being young, like you just mentioned, yeah. And then them coming in, and you know, thinking, oh, he's gonna help me out. I've right. just told people point blank, I don't care if you go down the road to the next brokerage. You know, we all have the same core standards that we have to go by. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, we'll lose our real estate license. Right, exactly. And so, you know, it's I mean, just... I there's,
0: there's no wishy-washy. There's you know, no playing the system. There's no... Mm-mm. I mean, even if you try to do that, you're going to get caught. Yeah. I mean... It's just gonna happen, yeah, one way or the other. Whether it be a year, two years down the road, right. you're gonna get. It's gonna come to light. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, I would never do anything to risk that. Yeah. And I'm always upfront with all of my uh, people that I get approved. You know, because in the in the mortgage industry, we have a lot of regulations, a mm-hmm. lot of laws, um, regarding just about anything to do with. Um, how you know how information is taken we have limits on how many days we have to report X amount of data like it's it is highly regulated so I would not want to risk giving my clients a loan that is gonna come back and kick them in the butt kick me in the butt kick you know whoever was involved and that's just not the case so it's always gonna be kosher business, it's always gonna be here are the numbers, this is how they benefit you even though it looks like right now you're gonna be eating beans and cornbread maybe. (laughs) But if that's a risk you're willing to take, by all means, this is what I'm here to help. This is my expert advice. Take it if you want it. If not, you know, get in a better situation. Get more income. Get more you know, there's always ways to improve. And that's what I always tell my first time homebuyers because, you know, the more knowledge that you know about what you're trying to do the more odd, the better the odds of getting getting somewhere getting getting to a good destination yeah so i mean especially when it comes to like yeah. realtor and like uh realtor and lender relations mm-hmm. you know even in the whole scheme of things, it's still wishy-washy. You know, we yeah. don't want to be influencing anybody. Right. You know, we don't want to give off that we're, like, hinting towards something, which I'm always kosher, and I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. Because it's just a very sticky situation to be in. Yeah. But a good relationship between realtor and lender can help the one person trying to make the biggest purchase in their life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that's where it's it's communication yeah. between the both of them and having good synergy with each other right. that can really help the transaction push itself all the way to the end. Yeah. You know, with all of the other third party titles amazing when, you know, when they do their job as well as when I do my job, whenever you do your job, if everybody's in the game 100%, mm-hmm. we're going to get to the end goal. Yeah. And that's, that's what it should be. That's what it should always be based off of is what's best for the borrower, what's best for the client. Right. So, yeah. And I'm sure you've taken some commission cuts. Oh, yes. I've, you know, I've lowered my compensation, you know, it's been to get a deal done to help somebody make the biggest change in their life. Yeah. It's, it can come at a cost sometimes, Oh, it but sure can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure can yeah yeah but I mean it's it's all in the best interest for the client because that's gonna be that's gonna lead to good reviews good right. five stars you know it's gonna help you build your brand mm-hmm. your business as an individual, not necessarily the place that you work for because they're gonna trust the person at the end of the day
1: absolutely they're
0: not gonna trust oh I went to so and so I went to so and so brokerage you know mm-hmm. it's gonna be who they worked with that they really have that trust with
1: right so well, and that's what I always say. If you don't have, an, you know, any trust with somebody that you're working with, yeah. you didn't find the right one. Exactly. Like, <laughs> whether, yeah. you know, and Point I, blank. Point blank. Point yeah. blank. And, you know, I you know, it's funny that you brought that up, too, because I kind of get looks when I do say that. Like, if you don't trust somebody, like, don't use them. Right. And I feel like the consumer almost feels obligated at times to use certain people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've even been like, hey, like, if I'm not for you, it's okay. Yeah. Like, let's find you somebody that is. Right. Because if you don't have that trust, I mean, you have nothing. Right. That's that's truly what yeah. it comes down to. Right.
0: Because, you know, not having trust in somebody, you're going to have that anxiety. Yeah. You're going to have, like, what's what can come up? What's going to come out of left field? They're going to be asking way too many questions. They're going to be, at, you know, they're going to be they're going to be on the edge of their seat until the transaction closes. And that's not good for anybody. Yeah. And that's not good for anybody. Um, I forgot where we're going with that. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we're, we're Ramble. Like like, <laughs> yeah, we get off to a tangent. We're <laughs> like, talking about anything. Um, so, as a, as a professional... When it comes to diversity, I know we live in Ada, Oklahoma, um, Ada's been growing from since I've been here, since 2018, um, it has, it has grown a bit, mm-hmm. so how are you handling the market how it is currently?
1: Well, it is, you know, it is no surprise to anybody, it has slowed down, mm-hmm. um, we all feel it, yeah, we all feel it, um, You know, it's definitely not multiple offer situations all the time like it used to be. But Oh, I'm going to touch on that, but continue. Oh, okay, okay. I'll remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, I think just like going in and telling people, you know, just being like, hey, like, I know it's rough right now, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you can always, you know, date the rate. And marry the house. I yeah. mean, that's just what I <laughs> That is such an people. overplay,
0: but it's so true.
1: Yeah, it's so the true. Right. The rates change
0: every single day. In a matter of seconds, it can just drop in the middle of the day, you know, yeah. or increase during the middle of the day, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And that's what, uh, you know, knowledge is power. is, That's always the go to saying, but Absolutely. Um, the rates always gonna change. Like, it changes day to day, but what's not gonna change is the home that you buy. Yeah. And once you buy that home, that's that's yours. Yeah. And that's not going to change. The price isn't going to change after the fact, but the rate is going to. Right. So you can buy at an 8% right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when interest rates drop, you can decrease that to a 65 do You can do a refinance. Right. Just to drop that rate to that lower interest rate to drop that mortgage payment, helping yeah. you in the long term. You know, no, and what a lot of people don't take into account, that's why I try to stress knowledge – and push um, really going through the numbers before you make that big purchase. Wow. Because if you buy a home right now at 8% interest rate and you get um, uh, a home for 150000 just to say, you know that home is gonna be worth more. You're gonna gain appreciation with that, mm-hmm. even with an 8%. You might have a slightly higher mortgage payment, but when it comes time to refinance, you can drop that interest rate and get a better deal in the long term. You're going to be dropping that mortgage payment. You're going to be saving even more. You're going to have more equity in your home because your home is going to appreciate. Right. So, you know, it, that's, that's what a lot of people don't take into account is we're building wealth. Right. We're not purchasing, well, we're purchasing a forever home. But if we have children, we, our family is growing. We're in a, we're in a situation where we have to move now we have more equity in our home we can sell our home for more right right? so we're gonna it's a better position for just about any person so and that's what that's what i i try to push on a you know on a more comprehensible level but i mean that's that's really what building generational
1: wealth is right well I'm saying you know it goes that kind of goes back into too. you know I'm so thankful and grateful that I have Sandy's, you know, mm-hmm. knowledge of, you know, what's happened with her the last 35 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when her, uh, when her mother-in-law opened our office, they opened it in 1967. So mm-hmm. we are the oldest real estate office in Ada. Right on. Right and, on. you know, hearing them talk about the 80s has given me a lot of perspective. Because you know, in the seven right towards the end of the seventies, the rate was around seven percent, uh-huh. and you know, Sandy, you know, told me that Ken, you know, her husband, um, you know, had some customers, and you know, it was around seven percent, and they said, oh, we're just gonna wait until the rates drop. That wasn't till the nineties, and so you know. Where they would have just you know instead of going and renting for twenty two years, yeah they could have been building their equity for twenty two years for twenty two years, yeah, and you know i I'm afraid that that's where we're still seeing people go wrong, yeah, I think that they think that oh the mar the market's high, well, here's what it comes down to buying and holding is what's always gonna bring you the most money, yeah, so you know don't get me wrong we love the clients that buys every five to you know right. seven years right but um, and not saying that there's anything wrong with that right. because you still build equity but if you buy and hold that's when you're gonna see that big boom mm-hmm and that's where you build wealth yeah exactly and I don't I just I don't think that people think that anymore they go and they look at Zillow. Yep. And they go and they're, oh my gosh, look at that bathroom. Yep. Look at that kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like. And then they look at the payment. And then they look at the payment. And they're like,
0: ugh. Yeah. Well, not for me. Thing. But yeah. exactly, that's, that's the whole point of this entire conversation right now is yeah. that buy now. Yeah. Because eventually, even if rates drop down in the future, you can still refinance. If interest rates go up, Good, you're at an eight percent. Yeah, yeah. Like worst case, <clears throat> worst case scenario, you're at an eight percent. It's not going to change. Right. So I mean, you qualified at that amount. You can still make that amount as long as, you know, give or take. You don't move jobs. You don't you know whatever the case may be. But as long as you make that payment, you're building equity. You're building uh, future generational wealth for your children, for grandkids, whatever the case may be. But by now, build that equity, mm-hmm. and then. You know, refinance if you need to, pay out the loan, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever happens in the future. But ideally, buy now. Yeah. Because... The future is uncertain. It's always gonna be a black hole that we don't know what's gonna spit out. Yeah. We could have another COVID. You yeah. know, that's <laughs> we could have another pandemic. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen at this time. The world is a crazy place, yeah. and to have security is number one priority. I feel like right now, especially. Yeah. And once you get in a home, that baby's yours. You know, you're gonna be making. You're gonna be building that equity. You're gonna be building. That home, Right. So.
1: Well, and you know, that's the thing, you know, I also believe too that, um, you know, especially people around our age, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, talk to them and they're, I'm just so nervous Gage or, you know, I just hear this in the media. Now, let me tell you, the media is looking at the whole US as a whole. Yeah. It does not break down each market. Mm Mm-hmm. So right now, for example, California's population is decreasing. Uh They're feeling a lot harder downwards market than we are. Mm -hmm. We are still having a ton of people come from all different kinds of places. All over. And so... I've had people come from California, Arizona,
0: Colorado. I just helped the lady from South Carolina. Yeah. Like, it's everywhere.
1: I'll tell you, over 50% of my clients right now are out of state. Mm -hmm. And, you know that's where I see Oklahoma growing more and more. And that's what's going to continue to drive these prices up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they sell their house in California for a million dollars. They've built equity and they are just they're gambling in Oklahoma right now. Yeah. And you know, for the locals it's kind of frustrating for them until they sell their house. Yep. But then, you know, later down the road When, you know, the out-of-state buyer transitions into our economy and starts really figuring out, you know, XYZ is this and this costs this, you know, there there will be a transition time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing, you know, that we haven't touched on that is really interesting for me is I've came in on the more investment side of real estate. Right. And so, you know, people have always asked me, like, you know, Gage, are you more of an investment realtor? I'm like, don't get me wrong, I'll sell a primary any day, all day. Uh-huh. But you know, it's one of those things that I've just kind of landed in it, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. Um. But you know, I really think what we're gonna start seeing is, you know, we're not gonna be able to have as many first time home buyers. Um, I don't know if you've, like, looked at statistics on this, but what I have researched is by 2030, uh, I believe it said 40% of America is going to be owned by investors. And just to kind of, like, you know, break that down even more, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that really makes it hard for the first-time homebuyer because, again, you know, low inventory, Low inventory, higher prices. And so, I just don't know, and this is what I tell young people, I just don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. We all don't. Yeah. You know, 40% of America could be owned by, you know, big corporations. And the amount of...
0: the way that it's easy to purchase investment property. Yeah. That's the the other kicker because to get a primary residence, you have to follow certain guidelines per whichever loan you're going with. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's uh the difficulty of a regular primary purchase first-time home buyer to get qualified to purchase a home is a lot different than somebody who is using a DSCR loan that's just looking at what what's the what are the bank's think. What what do their big statements look like? Right. You know, like they're going to have a good credit score because they're investors. Right. They're going to have a good source of assets because they're investors. Right. You know, there's going to be a lot more and I can see how in the future investors could be essentially quote unquote taking over because mm-hmm. it is simple. It's a simple process. Yeah. And if I want to do a DSCR loan in Michigan, I can't I don't have to be licensed in other states to do DSCR loans. Because they're not qualified mortgages. Right. So, I mean, that just makes it that much more easier for somebody in any part of the U.S. to reach out to me and be like, hey, I want to buy a home here. Okay, Mr. Investor. Boom, here's a DSCR loan. Shoot me over this creds. Boom, we're good. Yeah, You know, less than 30 days, a new rental had just, just hit the market, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's so I can see the statistic on that being... Yeah. Being true. valid and being true because yeah. the, in getting qualified as an investor versus somebody who's trying to purchase a home for the first time mm-hmm. or a repeat buyer
1: still we have to follow certain guidelines that investors don't yeah exactly well and I'll tell you I have an investor uh, here in town actually and uh, he has been so so good to work with he's uh-huh. been awesome well he bought a house in Oklahoma City uh-huh. well you know he fixes and flips them And uh, then I end up getting to sell it for him. Well, uh, he sells his house. And uh, it's a big corporation that buys his house. And, like, they own thousands. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, hundreds of thousands of houses throughout the U.S. Wow. And um, I'll never forget going through that transaction because... You know, you get curious every, you know, once in a while. You get a wild hair. Yep. And, uh, you know, I start Googling. (laughs) Google. Here's the Googling. Here's the Google. And um, what was interesting when I Googled that company, they had a sharehold in Wall Street. So, literally, companies in Wall Street are investing in real estate still. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I just find it so interesting I really do. Because I, I do. I think that investors are going to take over eventually. Yeah, I can definitely see that as a possibility. But, you know,
0: home buying is still accessible to a lot of individuals. Yes. And that's where I I really don't want it to be like a scare for people to not buy a home now. But, um my whole thing is that home buying is still available to a lot of first-time home buyers or repeat buyers or you know uh, first-time investors even yeah I mean homes are always gonna be here it's just how what's the market doing during a certain period in time Um, but in either market in any market home buying is a possibility we just have new tools to work with right and as a mortgage lender um, a loan officer there are different tools that I have at my disposal to help each individual person, no matter what the scenario is, you know, nine, nine out of 10 times, I'm going to be able to help out whoever I'm working with, yeah. you know, where they're, they're trying to purchase their new home. They're trying to purchase a new, um, uh, like a multi-unit as a primary, which there was fun fact, November 18th. Mm-hmm. there's going to be a, an update to the Fannie Mae rules regarding two to four unit properties. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no longer are they going to have to require 15 to 25% down. Mm-hmm. Things like two to two to three. I think it's two units. Um, the LTV is about uh, 85 to 15% down. And then about three to four, it would require uh 75% mm-hmm. LTV. So 25% down, mm-hmm. which that's a lot of money to put down on an investment property. Yeah, it is now at five percent, ninety-five percent. Yeah, so effective on November eighteenth, uh, two to four unit properties are going to be five percent across the board. So a first time home buyer who's also a first time investor and wants to get to investing mm-hmm. can now purchase a two to four unit property. With only five percent down, regarding if they meet the qualifications, but they can also use income from those other units Mm -hmm. as qualifying income. So really, they don't need to make a lot of money, quote unquote. But they can use that extra money to add to the qualifying income if they have low debts. Mm -hmm. So there's now there's a new tool because a lot of duplexes are coming on the scene. You know a lot of that stuff. So this is just another way, another tool, another cool way of being able to help a first time home buyer slash first time investor wanting to get into the business but also purchase their own home. Right. So, with that, I mean again, no matter where where the target lands on the market, there's mm-hmm. always going to be a tool to help somebody purchase a home, right? So two one buy downs were a big thing, or still are a big thing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you know the interest rates are doing what they're doing, everybody got scared. You know what's gonna? How can we get our interest rate down? And that was a solution: either a permanent buy down or a two one three one 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 zero oh, one one. There's a lot of them. Yeah. So depending on what
1: the situation calls for, home purchasing is still a possibility. Yeah so well and see as so as a real estate professional in that too you know that's where it really goes hand in hand just like you were saying with lender relationships with agents Mm -hmm. because you know we need to be able to go and spit out that knowledge to people yeah you know I have a house on the market right now where I've said hey you know you really might consider doing some seller concessions for these buyers Mm -hmm. because they just can't afford it right now Mm -hmm. so but you know, I also think, kind of going back to market, I feel like when, you know, the Federal Reserve dropped the interest rates like mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. You know, 2 to 3%. I think people got used to that. Yep. And it was a poison pill for our market. Because now, I feel like we're going to have, you know, inventory issues years to come. Oh, yeah. Because I went to listing appointments, you know... Hey, Gage, I bought this house for X at this interest rate. Start going and showing them houses. They can't afford what they bought. And so, you know, I think that really educating the consumer on that, and like you said, sometimes it doesn't always benefit us. Right. You know, I've told people, hey, you better stay where you're at. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to find what you want. Yeah. So... You know, I think that seriously that was a huge poison pill for how the Federal Reserve did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: working with those lower interest rates and I have no idea and you you probably worked through whatever interest rates were at that yes, low. I did I did not. Yeah. I got in as soon as those interest rates took you know, um took that jump. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what three 4%. I got in where it was like 5% was like the minimum. Yeah. You know, that was, and then it jumped up to 65 and, and then 7. Now we're like in between the 7 and the 8s. Right. So we're like right there. Um, but yeah, what people qualify, used to qualify for now, don't necessarily qualify for that amount anymore due right. to the interest rate hikes. Well,
1: and I'll tell and you, how, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Sorry. Go for it. Um, you're good. But just to piggyback off that, you know, I think that people think their rates right now are bad Mm -hmm. and I'm like no they're actually really not. They're not. Because before COVID you know like 2018, 2019 Mm -hmm. I remember them being at 7%. Hmm. So you know I don't think that it's as bad as everybody's making it out to be. And that goes back into you know multimedia coming in and making this you know kind of narrative that it isn't smart to buy right now and that it isn't, you know, a good thing to go ahead and make the move. Uh And don't get me wrong. In some situations, they better not move. They Mm -hmm. better stay where they're at. Yeah. But, you know, in a lot of other situations, you know, that's the perfect time for them and they're ready to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got the equity built up and they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think also too, uh, You know, even a year ago, you know, I would have these buyers and they would be like, well, I've got to sell my house first. But I don't know where I'll go. And I'm like, well, you know, that that was a whole other sticky situation. Yep. And so, um, I feel like for those people that kind of waited and was like, ooh, you know, I don't know where I'll go. They're starting to step back in now. Yeah. And so... I I just think that, like I said, multimedia has came in and has made this narrative that's not true to every market. For California, it probably is true how it is right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here in Oklahoma, we're still moving. Yeah. I mean, we're still busy. After this, I've got several appointments I've got to attend to. Right. So, you know, it's not as bad as people think it is. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they, there's still hope. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, so there's always going to
0: be hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter what the scenario, what the market brings, there's always going to be something to buy, some something to do.
1: Well, and people get divorces. People, yep. You people, know, unfortunately, life happens, life and there, happens. there are some
0: things where we have to move, mm-hmm. refinance, wow. sell the home, you know, estates, things like that. Like it's, yeah. So, not only is it just because of the market, but just life in general and how it works. The many things that life can throw our way. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, transitioning just to, to kind of start wrapping stuff up here. Regarding, we touched on the, a little bit on the future of real estate, but, you know, with our, with our youth... <laughs> <laughs> per se where where do you see yourself as a realtor here um, in the next let's say 10 years do you see yourself still um, obviously working with um, Maxwell Real Estate mm-hmm. but how do you see your growth in the market and what, do you, what would you like to contribute to the community
1: yeah. Well, you know, I feel like, you know, definitely going to stay where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been just one of the best Home. things yeah. that I that's happened to me. And it, it was a hard, hard start for me. And I'm so grateful to have Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, She's wonderful. She's a sweet lady. She has been she my, is a, good time. a grandmother to me. Yeah. And she does not act her age at all. She does. She. she don't <laughs> I know it. <laughs> she, don't I know Sandy, if you're
0: going to listen to this, I. <laughs> I love you, girl. (laughs) I love you, girl.
1: (laughs) She's just so funny. She She is. She's hilarious. She says the most
0: out-of-pocket stuff, and
1: I love it. I think they made me more blunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They definitely made me more blunt. (laughs) Because I'm telling you right now, at first, I would get my feelings hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. Like, they would just say something to me, and I would get in my car I'd be like, okay, Gage, like, it's fine. Get over it. We're going to do (laughs) it. But, you know, I've really learned, uh, they've just, they've honestly kind of finished raising me in a way mm-hmm. and they've made me into not only the, the person that I am, yeah, but the realtor that I am. Um, in terms of Amazing. what I want to see in the next 10 years, yeah. um, I just want to, I feel like I've still got so much that I want to accomplish. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that, um, you know the Maxwells have been so good to me, and I just want to really you know embrace and really take their name and make it into what it was again and um you know they still carry a great name. Don't get me wrong mm-hmm. if you bring bring them up in the community, people rave about them they yeah but you they know they are amazing. the other generations coming up, yep, yeah. and so that's where I have come in. And so, what I would really like to see is me serve, you know, on not only local, you know, Board of Realtors, I want to serve on uh, the Oklahoma Association of Realtors Board. mm mm-hmm. um, And I would love to be president of the ADA Board and, you know, work towards that. Right. Just continue my education. I want to get my GRI and... Okay. Get my brokers and... Right I want on. to do all that, so... You have a lot, a lot that you
0: want to get accomplished, and that's awesome to have those goals, man. Well, that's thank you. You have you have a pretty good head on your
1: shoulders. Well, it takes a, a different breed to do our job. It, takes, it does it take does, a different breed. Because it's, it's 24-7. Yeah. It really is, and, you know, you... Fitting a 30 minutes to sob sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> I know, um, that's a fact. Hey, but once you... So... I feel like too, once you get deeper and deeper yeah. into your career, um, you know, you kinda not get cold hearted. I don't believe I'm cold hearted. But I, I believe that I'm a lot more tough than I used yeah. to be. Kind of just laugh at the situation like Yeah. Well and, This again, you know <laughs> Well, it's just kinda like it is what it is. It is. And, you know, obviously being sympathetic with your client is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just kinda being like, Hey, like that's how the the cookie's crumbling right now. Yeah, And I hate it for you. I wish there was more I could do. But, no, that's... Say, like grab w- a chocolate chip and be happy. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To wrap it all up, yeah. yeah. That's what I see in my, my future is serving on boards and, you know, just being a really active realtor. I don't ever want to not be an active realtor. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, I'm really excited to see what you bring to Ada in the future and how you're able to help Ada with its with its growth, yeah, so, and I that feel like you'd be very work. influential. Yeah, oh, Martin, yeah. I you think you. So. So. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're amazing to work with. You're awesome. You. you help people out the best that you can, and you really do have the everyone's best interests at the forefront. So for that, I mean, I appreciate you, and thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today and taking the time to to just sit down and have a conversation during your whole whole busy day, so. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me, it was fun. Absolutely, thank you so much, Gage. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another captivating episode of Movers and Shakers. We hope you enjoyed gaining valuable knowledge and inspiration from our esteemed guests. If you found today's content helpful, be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us bring you even more valuable insights in the future. And remember, in the fast-paced world of real estate and business, knowledge is power. And we're here to empower you with the latest market insights. Keep chasing success. And until next time, keep moving and shaking.